All right, welcome to this week's Shopmaker episode. I'm really excited because we're in our Building Our Path to Beth Page series. And as we left off last week, we were really using the Ryder Cup defeat as a good example of we've all had it, right? We've all had a bad week, a bad month, a bad year, and now it's all about rebuilding. And the other thing we talked a little bit about last time was the idea of leadership. And a lot of rebuilding starts with finding the leader that understands the challenge, understands where you are today, and can really build a path forward. So we don't know if this is going to happen or not, but we thought this would be a fun example of everybody looking at the leadership on their team that you have in your business as you're going into next year, but using the example of should Tiger Woods be the next Tiger captain? Because we really feel like this is, we all have it though, right? We have someone who's technically amazing, right? Maybe it's your chef, maybe it's your best server who just, I mean, the world loves, right? We have that person. And can that person transition into being a leader, being more of a team player? And I think as we walk through the, some of the universal qualities that Scott has, right. it's a great thing because we all have a Tiger Woods on our team. And that's the question is, you don't want to tell them to go away, but you need to find that role that takes their good qualities and makes them shine. Right. So, like I, I said earlier, <laughs> no great athlete ever stepped into coaching and was good at it. it just, it doesn't work. Yeah. Right? Forget all the issues Tyra has <laughs> besides that. Like, he has a million reasons why he should not believe in anything. He should lead an ampergate. <laughs> but, you know, great players just have a much harder time coaching because everything comes natural to them. Yeah. That's like the guy's working in the kitchen on the line. Probably didn't teach him much. He's just good at it. Yeah. Right? And he, and he gets you out of weeds, get you out of, you know, get you out of the fire. Yeah. But you, you put him to lead men or women, can't do it. Yeah. It's not in them. And the same thing with Tyree. He can't lead himself. Yeah. You know, let alone he's going to lead people to do something. <laughs> right. And I think that's also when you're, so, you know, looking around your company, looking around your, you know, potential leaders, I think as we walk through some of these qualities, it really can be eye-opening to see it's not always your best performer right. who is your next leader. So, all right, Scott, what's the first quality that we All right, let's to? start with communication. Right? Might as well start with communication. So you have to be sober to communicate. So issue number one. Well, <laughs> very rarely so sober. So that's not going to work for Tiger. That's probably going to be the first thing he puts in his contract well, is I don't have to be sober. And the next part that, you know, again, would be kind of a knock to Tiger. We talked about it recently is, you know, the recent breakup, right? Ha being able to have difficult conversations. <laughs> <laughs> <is a> good <laughs> so rather than telling our girlfriend that we're going on vacation and having her pack her bags, we maybe should have just been honest and said it wasn't working right. out. It's not working out. Could you please pack your bags and go? Instead right. of she's at the airport and locked out of the house. Right. Is true. So, again, ability to have difficult conversations would be definitely leadership quality, yeah, right? And absolutely. something that, again, that top performer may not have a lot of experience with difficult conversations because right. they've always been here. They haven't had to explain themselves right. or prove no one's themselves, them. right? Right, because they were probably better than the person that was above them, right? So the person just let them go, right? You know. So very, I think that is a huge yeah. quality for your next leader. Absolutely. So we're going to tiger no on no. that one. Okay. <laughs> That's a nap. Uh, second one, <laughs> empathy. 
<laughs> you almost tie that right back. Right back, back, to, right, right back to send a poor girl to the airport. <laughs> And again, that's where, like, your argument of this isn't just a knockdown tiger, but that top person probably doesn't have to have a lot of empathy. I mean, you know, you've been trained, if you're the top chef, you don't need it, right? Your food speaks for itself, your performance speaks for yourself. So if someone's crying in the corner because they don't understand it, you're like, I don't need to worry about that. Like, I'm doing well over here. And as a leader, you have to have empathy. I mean, especially yeah. now, and I think turning a little bit on, you know, the next generation. I mean, yeah, <laughs> definitely more than empathy. Let's be honest, you know. You know, but if you take Tiger aside from sending his girlfriend to the airport with a half of the lock and changing the locks, <laughs> he never had empathy yeah. for anything no. since he was, you know, two years old. He's been right. like this amazing golfer right. above everybody. You know, when did he ever feel bad for anyone, right? Other than himself. Exactly. You know, so yeah, no, that's it now. <laughs> All right, moving along to decision making. <laughs> this is too easy. I'm sorry. I don't know. It's uh, all the cheating they do on his wife. It's driving under the influence in the Multiple ditches. <laughs> More than once. Okay. I mean, this is too easy. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So decision making is a big part of somebody in your kitchen, right? Just because you're a great line cook, yeah. you bang out the orders perfectly. You know, when it comes time to make a decision is where you have to have someone that really learns the business, really knows how to make the right decision. How how do I subtract these, you know, the negative and go with the positive? So I just don't think that uh, you know, that that's just somebody that's good at their job. Well, and I mean, I think that middle player who's had to hustle, had to work a little harder because they didn't have all the natural talent, I think has that they were able to prioritize or just get it done, figure out a way, find a solution when no one thought they would. Or I agree that top player in whatever you're looking at probably didn't have all of that adversity. They make the mistakes either, right? They make the mistakes. The, the, The kid in the middle. Make those mistakes. Learn sure. from them. Yeah. There's no better way to learn than well, like you said earlier with the coaches, right? The great players are making coaches. But look at like a Steve Kerr now right. coaching. Outstanding. There's a lot of players that become good coaches, but they weren't the star of their right. team. Right. They were maybe the guy off the well, bench or the, the, yeah. the role player. We never look at a Hall of Famer as a coach. Right. right. It's everyone that wasn't the Hall of Famer that's a coach because the Hall of Famers can't do it because everything, first of all, comes too easy to them. Yeah. Like I said, that kid on the line comes really good. He's just good at it because he's good at it. No yeah. one told him. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, right, that's so. it. <laughs> Problem solving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kind of relates a little bit to decision making, right? Yeah. But, right. He goes yeah. right back to it. He's no problem solver. Yeah. He, 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 he just creates problems when yes. he does. And a lot of times, your more talented workers will create problems because they think they're so good. Yeah. And they don't want to work on this day or that day. They want their schedule. They're not, you know, you roll out a new way to do things. They don't want to do it because we've been doing it this way. So those are the ones that really do become the problems. Yeah. Well, I I think the other thing with problem solving is like, like you're so good at something. You are like laser focused on what has made you the best. And you don't even see that it's a possibility of doing anything else. And you just haven't had to really think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's in that frame. <laughs> We're not going to hit one of these. No. You know? It's not looking good for him. So <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, I love delegation. Yeah. Uh, has he ever had to speak to anyone? Uh, no. I mean, you know, I think, again, be, whether whatever you're technically good at, 
right? Like you've kind of pigeonholed into doing it your way with your team, mm-hmm. like someone on the line, right? Like you, you know how to get to a shift your way. I think this is something that's so important in leadership. It's, you know, I think an intangible that everybody forgets in if you can't delegate as a leader, you are going to struggle in that position. And delegation has nothing to do with your experience. That's where, you know, I think the more we talk about this, it's a great example because whether you're looking at the resume of your next GM or DM or whatever it is, I mean, there are some of these qualities that you wouldn't find by figuring out where they work or where they did work in the past. So some of it has to be some of those questions that you ask as you're talking to them. During the interview, absolutely. Listen, you know, so if you're going to delegate tasks out, you have to have trust. Yeah. We know Tiger don't have trust. Right. If he trusted his girlfriend not to break things in the house, <laughs> he, he, would, he would have told her that they were breaking up instead of locking her out. So, you know, he's never had to delegate anything to anyone ever. So that, that's in that for him. But in the restaurant, again, it, it comes down to trust. You don't want somebody at that top level that just doesn't trust anybody to get it done. Because that means he's not going to train them. Right. Yeah. And he's going to try to do everything himself, and you never get it done that way. Well, and I think that's the other part of delegation, because I agree with you. There's like a fundamental issue, like people, not an issue, right? Because some people just struggle delegating, but usually there's other, that's a symptom of something else. And I think it's trust. And then also being okay with not being the star, right? Because you could delegate to someone and they might get it done. And the boss comes in and says, oh, that was amazing. And that star person might really struggle with not. Being, being in star. the limelight. Yeah. Well, that's another tired problem. So you got to be in the limelight. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Your, your district manager wasn't always maybe your best GM, right? You have made five right. GMs. Longest part of the district manager. He may not have been your best operating GM. Same reason on your management team. Your GM may not have been your best of your five managers yeah. right? because of the skill level. But in that new role, it suits them. It suits yeah. them. Right? Suits them. Yeah. And they're okay with if the team wins, but right. you didn't win. They're, they look at that as a win. Not every leader does, and right. that we see is a huge problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. So your best, your best GM is probably not developing anyone. It's only yeah. himself, right? right. Yeah. So they're successful because right. of that. Right. But, but the people <laughs> under him are developing people around them. Yeah. Right. Which I always like to do because what one? It, it, it's nice to see all these people be able to grow and get better at their job. Where I don't see Tiger like trying to nurture anyone that way no. and delegate this out because you're going to get better at it. No. 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 Nah. <laughs> Adaptability. Well, let's see. <laughs> it's been a lot of trouble, right? He's cheated on his wife multiple times. <laughs> Can't be honest with a girlfriend. Uh, you know, he comes out to the tours and, you know, he only plays until he, he stinks and he's not playing well. Then he's got a back issue, right? So he can't adapt to anything, yeah. right? He's not adaptable. I, I can never see him being on that tour with a group of guys that he's leading. Right. And things are going bad and kind of turn the tide and make them turn good. Boy, you can't adapt to what's going on. Yeah. No. Which I think is one of those, again, adaptability you're not going to see on a resume. So no. you really have to think about, you know, you're not just asking someone, oh, what was it like to work at your last position? Did you like it? But you're really trying to find out, can they adapt? Because I would say in hospitality, you have to be able to adapt. Got the it. world has changed yeah. so fast. The industry has changed. Yep. 
And if you're someone who's stuck in the way it was done 10 years ago, you're not going to be successful as a leader today. But it's a really hard quality to kind of work through and figure out who is adaptable. Like, what does it even mean to really be someone who can adapt? It's almost something you'd have to, like, see them do. Or, you know, what I love with you guys is, you know, the idea of bringing someone in for, like, an hour, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe making it more informal Mm -hmm. so I can see the way that they handle, like, oh, my God, we're rushed. Is it someone who's just going to, like, jump in, carry some plates? even right. though it was an interview because right. I know you're busy and I'm going to help you out or someone is just standing there like oh, oh I'm waiting for my interview still right like right. that I think you'd have to see work out and I love the idea at this stage of bringing someone in to watch them before yeah. you make I, this decision I always love doing that because you get a real sense for who the person is yeah you're going to know like you said if they jump in and I could go in any restaurant as Scott could too and I don't care what restaurant it is and they're in the weeds, I'll get them out. Because <laughs> yeah. restaurant's the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fundamentals don't change. Yeah. Right. So that's where you go back to. You go back to the fundamentals as soon as things start breaking down. And I, I just don't think that's, you know, that you can't just see that by talking to them. You can ask the question, hey, tell me a situation that you had to adapt to. Right. But they can tell you anything. Yeah. Come on, hang out for a couple of hours. Yeah. You know, let's see what you got. If they never jump in and touch anything or ask questions or go to the line and look around, then you can see that they're never adapt to anything. They yeah. go with the flow. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. I agree. Nah. <laughs> Motivation. Uh-huh. Come on. I can't see. <laughs> so you might have to give them this one. No. I mean, no. no. How do you want to give them this one? When do you ever have to motivate anyone? Okay, <laughs> motivate other people, but I'm saying his personal motivation to be to be good. I no, his father motivated him. He didn't motivate himself. His father motivated him, and everything his father taught him, and all the work his father put into him. He he basically other become a really great golf. Yes, he's rich, but he wasted everything his father yeah. taught him. Fair. He yeah. wasted everything. Yeah. He's not a motivator. These guys will not play for him. They know the kind of person he is. Yeah. He's already out there as as really a scumbag. People will not play for him. <laughs> Some of them like him. But I would agree. I, I mean, know. I think, you know, again, I think looking at motivation for that top person who's always been the top person, who's always been, you know, overachieving, right. it's hard to say that they have. You know, and some of them do, but I think, do they have the ability to motivate themselves, look for forward, you know, as much as sort of that hustler person who kind of had to find a way, got it done, sees a bigger vision. Because the other thing here, I think, you know, if we're using the Ryder Cup example, it's really about that vision and that vision, not just being Tiger Woods showing up at the event and, oh, I'm Tiger Woods, I'm the coach, so it's all about the coach, right? Right. No, it's about we're here to win, and it doesn't matter who's out front. Like, we're here as a team. We're going to get it done. And I agree with you. I think that's another intangible that if you're looking in the real world, I mean, it's hard to know who really is going to see the vision of where you're trying to go versus just looks at this as a job for today. So, And we go back to, again, when you're that good naturally. Yeah. No one took the time to stop and teach you. Yeah. Right? So how can you stop and do that and motivate someone else? But you never had to really be, you know, motivate anyone. Like, yes, whoever was above you, in Tiger's case, was his father who really motivated him to get to where he was. But after a while, he was just so good that he just went out there blind, didn't even care. And if he would have kept, you know, motivating himself, being dedicated, as he got older, he still could have been Tiger Woods instead of the guy he became. Oh, well, a fair question would be would his motivation for the Ryder Cup, right? Well, he may not be that motivated for no. this next ride, right? That would be, I think. It's not yeah. playing. 
Yeah. Well, and I think the other part of motivation is you look at like the comparison between the Ryder Cup and say, you know, business world would be, I mean, I think we see the same situation with a lot of the next generation, right? You were told from a very early age that you're really good. You're amazing. You're you're the goat, right? right? Right. And so now your busser thinks he's the goat. Like, what do we do? I mean, everybody gets a trophy. (laughs) Everybody's a champion. Right. It's it's hard. It's almost impossible now (laughs) to, you know, to get this across. Good luck, Tiger. <laughs> but, but I think as an employer, right, whether it's Tiger or whoever it is, I think this also would be the lesson to, you know, PG America, people who run the Ryder Cup to say, okay, as an organization, like whoever you are, we're going to find a way to make sure that we motivate you our own way, which I think, again, going back to the similarities, like that's what Europe does really well. I mean, you know, the U.S. was making fun of Europe for having all this motivation, for having pictures on the wall of Seve Vesteros. I mean, Seve died like a decade ago, right? So these young U.S. players are like, really, dude, like the Seve thing still? But because it's not about them, it's about the common mission, it's a way to motivate your team in this bubble outside of the real world because, you know, their players are 23 and are this next generation too, right? So that everyone's struggling with that. But finding a way to motivate, and I think as an employer... This is something you really have to think is like, how do I get my vision across and how do right. I retrain my employees to get away from this whole you know, right. thinking? And, and I think it's the person, right? You, me, in the restaurants. We want other people to succeed. Yeah. And then you'd be in the spotlight. I want to, you know, if you were the catering manager, the restaurant manager, I want you to succeed. I'm going to give you all my knowledge, everything I learned. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to help you develop. These really great, you know, talents. Yeah. They don't care to do that. And, and maybe some of them do. There are some that care, do have compassion for other people and want to see them succeed. But most of them don't. And Tiger never had to worry about anyone else. Yeah. Right? So you take that that guy off the kitchen line that was so good, never had to worry about anybody, actually like stepping on people. Right. Right? You're, and Tiger likes stepping on people. Will never become a good leader. Yeah. They cannot lead your kitchen. He can't lead your golf team. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think, you know, at wherever we are in our business, as we're listening to this, I mean, I think this is a really good time to kind of look around at your leadership team and see what qualities they have. What qualities do they have today? Qualities could you develop? Because some of these you could develop, Absolutely. right? If you, you can. You can. I think so. Especially, you know, when you get them as young workers, you know, but you have to make this known to them. This is what you're looking for. This is you start teaching them at an early point in their career that this is how you develop people. This is how you lead people. This is you know take these steps, do this, be compassionate. You know, jump in and help them when they need help. Don't yell at them. Yeah, this will make them better, and they'll they'll become that leader you want them to be. Uh, but not everybody that is really talented will take to that. Well, I mean, I think the you know the biggest question that we hope that you leave this episode with asking yourself is, you know, if you take the seat of PG of America, that's an easy choice, right? Like, I'm going to pick Tiger. He's going to get it done. I'm not going to worry about it. But what we've seen here is he's probably not going to do a great job, right? Like, like him or not, and I'm a golf fan, right? He's probably going to do a terrible job because of all these qualities. So the hard question would be, if you're the owner, do you have a Tiger already on your team who maybe isn't motivating your team, isn't leading your team, isn't drawing on the group to have this shared vision? And is there a way to kind of right the ship? Because some of what we see as labor struggles or, you know, retention, some of it could be that you have a tiger. 
Well, unfortunately, there are no taggers in a lot of kitchens, <laughs> Drag, dragging them down. Yeah. Because one, a lot of owners are scared of the kitchen, right. right? If they don't have a food background or, yeah. you know, maybe they worked as a general manager somewhere, but they never had to run the kitchen. So they let this guy do whatever they want. Yeah. And the guy's Tiger Woods. He's no good for anybody. Yeah. Not even good for himself. But he's running your kitchen. You're okay with it, you know. <laughs> because he probably is great to you. Right. That's the thing. Right. If you're the owner, it, right. you probably aren't going to have well, a problem. Well, because you're not worrying about the kitchen. Right. But if you had somebody in there that really led the team and really cared about your kitchen, your margins would be better. Yeah. You know, you, you would have a better atmosphere everywhere. And probably everyone would be less stressed. Yeah. And you would get a lot further. You probably had three or four locations instead of one. Just get rid of Tiger. <laughs> right. right. So this is a really good time of year to kind of evaluate this. And if we see that there's stuff not working, you know, similar to the rhetoric, if we see that there's stuff not right. working, now is the time to just ask the question of how could I do this better? How could this actually work out to where no, we're not as stressed, our team's working better together, mm-hmm. and not being afraid to look at some of these leaders on our team to make sure that they fit their roles. Right. Well, I, I think Scott will agree. I'll take five very average workers over one complete superstar. Yeah. Because that complete superstar is not going to work with the team. And you're not going to get enough production out of him as I can as these five average workers that I could develop into, you know, a star. Maybe not a superstar, but I could develop them into a star and have them have a lot of confidence right. and want to do a good job. Exactly. You know, and then want to teach other people what they learned. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what I'd rather say. Well, I think it ties back into what we talk a lot about is that development gap. Yeah. yeah. Right? That, that oh, yeah. most people, even your best whoever, don't have all the skills of leadership. No. Right. Like, I didn't have all the skills of leadership. I don't know if you, you know, you had to get developed on some you of those skills that you didn't have. Right. But that's what we're seeing is missing is yeah. who is developing. If that person could yeah. be a great leader, but they have four of the six skill sets. Yeah. How do they get the other two? Is it the owner? Is it GM? And I think that's the biggest thing that we see a huge gap in right now is that there could be some great leaders out there, but they're not getting that development they need. And there's, and there's not enough of them out there anymore. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, I, I was fortunate to work on the people I worked on there. I, I say it all the time. I still keep in touch with them. They were great mentors. And, you know, listen, I was a little cocky, you know, because I was pretty good at what I did. But <laughs> there's thought, a little bit of a tag, right? thought I was way better time. than I was at times. <laughs> you know, and I smack back down in the place, right. you know, yeah. real quick. And, you know, okay, I got to start over, start building myself up again. And you learn as you go. Like, all right, that's probably not the best way to do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I need to be a team player. Got to get everybody on board. Start helping people. Start showing people, and that's where I really started to develop and I started to understand. But I was fortunate. I had great mentors. Well, and I think that's like you said too. Is you know, okay, it's not saying we have to fire Tiger, right? Right, but we do have to rein him in yeah, and right. develop him to a more well-rounded. Yes, yeah. and you can because I was a little tiger. I was. <laughs> I don't know. I we we yeah. may have found the <laughs> little tiger. Yeah, I was a little tiger in me when I was younger, you know. But because I had great mentors, yeah. I didn't. I didn't grow into the whole tiger. You know, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they, they wasn't going to have it. They they, taught, they showed me another way, and, and you know, I was I benefited from it yeah. for sure. Yeah, so hopefully you found this a worthwhile exercise, but the challenge really is, you know, take some of these qualities we've talked about today Mm -hmm. and really explore how they fit with your management team and what could make them even better in 2024. The foundation of our team is a shared objective. As specialists in the hospitality industry, 
we understand the importance of timely and accurate reporting for our clients, which has been made even more crucial throughout the post-pandemic industry recovery. We truly believe our mission is to give back to business owners control of their finances so that they can make better decisions daily. The way that we are consistently showing value to our clients is by speaking with them on a weekly basis. Not only do they have the relationship with their lead accountant, but they have the opportunity to meet with industry experts. The truth is that things will never be like they were before 2020. But we believe that our weekly accountability model will help you adapt to the new reality and grow and evolve into an even better business in the years to come.